On this episode of Sandlot Sports, we discuss the Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the future of each teams, some college basketball. This is no. turning into a Jim Rome situation, and Adam's going to have a Jim Everett moment. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, classic. Man. Who's the I'm... motherfucker that was talking shit? <laughs> I remember that. But, I'm but okay, so here, here's the deal. Jim Call Everett Chris one more Jim, time. Jim Everett was yeah. never caught on camera seeing Ghost. Okay, welcome to Sandlot Sports. I am Adam Capison. I'm here with Dorian Cody. What up? What up? And BJ Thomas. Good evening, gentlemen. Evening, gentlemen. Okay, so I know we'll get to all the Brady stuff later. There's a lot to get to, but first and foremost, I have to say props to Todd Bowles. Props to that Tampa defense. Brady, for as great as he was, did not make a single tackle. He did not have a single QB pressure. He did, he was not the one who went step for step with Tyreek Hill all night. That defense controlled the game, and they were allowed to because nobody's talking about or very few people are talking about the fact that they had two backup tackles well and and that's the thing it, dorian called it um, right after the buffalo game at, at the podcast that we had right after that game and that when eric fisher went out and, and dorian I, I have it on tape you said shaq barrett is going to have a nightmare game he's just going to dominate the game and mm-hmm. and he did and I, you could tell from the first snap that oh, this is going to be different. But it, and it wasn't just that their line was out. Look at the two games that Kansas City and Tampa played together this year. They played regular season. They played in the Super Bowl. Kansas City had probably the best quarter I've ever seen outside of the Doug Williams Super Bowl quarter. They jumped 17 nothing at the end of the first quarter, and they looked like it was going to be just a blowout. From yeah. that point on, Tampa outscored them 55-19. to 19. So Bowles figured something out mm-hmm. and executed it extremely well. And yes, having your your, your two, you know, defenders, you know, your two offensive linemen out, it hurts. But it's not like they were holes in the lines. Those were still right. NFL players in that offensive line. They just couldn't stop okay. them. The two most important players arguably on offense. Well, that's the, true. The run tackle and the pass blocking tackle are gone. Yeah, I, 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 don't, not, I don't. Not to mention <laughs> a, pro, a Pro Bowl and possibly Hall of Fame left tackle is gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't mean to diminish the fact that they were gone, <laughs> but it's not like it was just, a, you know, a guard, you know, a a blank spot, a guard, a center, a guard, and a blank spot. It was they were professional players there. Yes, second stream off- offensive players, but still professional players. And Mahomes, I, th- I saw the stat on ESPN. I couldn't believe it, but uh, you know, I, I five hundred yards, five hundred yards. He ran around five hundred yards, five hundred yards. Looked like it. Yeah. I didn't doubt that stat when I saw it. Did not doubt it one bit. <laughs> I was like, he did so much zigging and zagging, and he was running to the other goal line, looking over his shoulder, cutting left and right. I was like, no, don't do that. And, and people, <laughs> people on Twitter were going like, oh. My my God, what's he doing? What's he doing? And I, surviving. I kept, well, not yeah. only was he surviving, but those are plays that he makes during the regular season. Yeah, absolutely. Those are plays that Mahomes gets out of during the regular season. You know, and the pass that he threw, where he was parallel to the ground. That's a touchdown. Right. Any but, other but, game, that's a touchdown. But one of those two guys chasing him all night would have been blocked, either by Eric Fisher or the right tackle. Maybe mm-hmm. two of the three. That's where the difference was, is like that extra guy getting through and now making Patrick run directly back yeah, instead yeah. of left, right, uh, boot legging out you know stuff like that no it was directly back or die yeah. like those yeah. were his options yeah. <laughs> because i don't know if you saw it but i feared for him when dominican sue got that free run oh that him. that last I was like, hit i was Ooh. like here comes the suspension he's gonna take a four game suspension next year to end patrick mahomes right here and and, I, I swore it was coming it, yeah. but he just shoved him really hard and, and dorian i, I yeah. saw you post on, on facebook and you know who, who <laughs> had a worst performance as an MP, mvp cam against the the broncos or mahomes it was easily cam that 
that the yeah. answer to that question is easily camp because here's why Mahomes didn't give up. Mahomes right. was playing to the last snap. He was running around beaches, right? He was running around surviving, doing whatever he could. Cam gave up. Yeah. Once, well, once they once they were down, Cam just gave up in the Super Bowl. Cam's whole football career ended right there. People well, okay, stopped believing so did him. Cam give up? Or was he tired as hell, dude? They were running him like was okay. Was you was had McNabb, Marcus was McNabb Carroll hung over? And was Vaughn he Miller. sick? But no, I'm just saying like was McNabb hung over or was he sick? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We really don't know. Right. Well, and if you want says to, hungover, McNabb says sick. And if you want to go that, you know, <laughs> did, did Jordan have the flu or did he just have bad pizza? So, <laughs> but regardless of what, all I saw is both quarterbacks running for their lives. And another thing too, uh, and Dominican Sue, you know, he has a hate for quarterbacks. And I kept thinking the whole time watching the game, if Pat Mahomes don't throw that ball away, Sue is going to drive him to the ground, probably step on him, and then he's going to be out of the game. So for his livelihood, I wanted him to give. Yeah, he needed to get rid of the ball. He, he, he needed can. to, but yeah. also. Too, it didn't help that you had uh, Tariq Hill uh, miss the. Uh, uh, it was the pass that was going to the end zone, and it hit him right in the face, man, and well, it bounced off. And then you had Travis Kelsey miss that. I think it was third and eleven. Well, and Marcus okay. Robinson missed a big pass down the uh, sideline. Also, yeah, right yeah, and, and and both those the people you know, were pointing out where Mahomes was running, running around crazy and hit Hill on the face mask and went right through the hands of Kelsey. Those were the same drive, so you yeah. can only really count that as as one score. I've seen better execution of a scramble drill. Now I don't know if the scramble was so bad that the drill was irrelevant, but I figured Kelsey would have participated more in breaking off routes, finding mm-hmm. open spots to like so Pat could get it way when he's moving i i think we're, we're missing some so as much as mahomes was running around like crazy like a crazy person we we have a blind spot because we love eric the enemy i think all three of us love eric the enemy he needed to change his game plan they they but, flat out said that the, we, this is who we are we're not going to change but the, the short passes were unavailable those linebackers yeah. were spectacular causing problems for those short passes I, I, and then even, on top of that they, they were trying screens and shaq barrett kept popping up left and right i'm not even like, talking short passes or screens i'm talking don't go full out don't have five wide receivers on every freaking route at, at that point it showed that um eric b was desperate i mean one of the things that he should have done was he should have designed more running plays even though individuals was like there was no way that hilaire would have been able to get yards and things of that nature but they could have ran more plays like rpo running plays or something it just seems as if like eric b was like hey you know what we're gonna pass our way out of this and that there fed was, right into todd bowl's hands that's exactly what he there wanted. was there was a lot of emotion in that super I think absolutely. Tampa Bay was absolutely embarrassed by Tyreek Hill this, earlier this season. It showed up with Antoine Winfield Jr. I thought that shit was hilarious. Was right? Hilarious. Like he he bent down and got in front of him. He made it, I want you to see me. You see Give me. me the deuces. Yeah. Like that was, he that wanted, was spectacular. He wanted yeah. that penalty. And, you know, it, he, it's it's a penalty, yeah. but he wanted if, it. If he could have made him taste it, he would have. Yes. <laughs> now, the game plan didn't change. How much of that is the enemy just being stubborn? How much of that is we know who we are, we can come back. Because we we were texting back and forth that, hey, look, they, they can come back and they come back and they come back. How much of it was Reed was only maybe 80% into the game? Man, with linebackers like they have, I think your best bet is to keep them wide. If you start putting the tight end and a running back in the backfield to help with pass protection and chip, you're going to bring all those pro bowlers into the middle of the field, and yeah. that's going to erase Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Um, and then they don't have outside receivers, guys. They do not have outside receivers. They have underneath receivers. Who's going to make the play downfield is not number 87. Everybody else catches it and makes the play. And very- Talk- rarely Tyreek will go up and play big boy big receiver right. down the field we, and go get something spectacular but that's not their game we, and we, and we talked line, about that yeah 
we, yeah, we well, talked about that if Tampa could stop them from the yards after the catch, they would have a chance. Now, I didn't think absolutely. they would stop them from getting a touchdown, but they right. stopped them not only from catching the ball, but when they caught it, they tackled them. Hats off yeah, to Devin White. Who else was uh, Levante Davis? Levante Davis all over Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey had his early, yeah. early middle of the game, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to piss off a bunch of Chiefs fans here. So if you're a Chiefs fan, I apologize ahead of time, but the window is closing. The window is closing. This was probably you the gotta last. You got to pay those guys. Yep. Yeah. And here, here's the best part is the the NFL is, is supposed to release their salary cap for 2021 next or later this month or maybe early next month. It is projected to be $180 million, which, which is, is a crap ton of money. But, but it's, it's not it's down. not the increase it was projected to be. No, it was this past year. It was $198 million. Oh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. COVID and the fact that they haven't had gate revenue has dropped yep. it by 18 million a team. I've read something about that being a possibility and now it's happening. So and and so you've got Mahomes making 40 million a year. You've got uh, Kelsey, I want to say is making 12. Um Hill, I think, is due six or seven, and he he's gonna want his money. I'm about to know for sure in a minute. I was looking it up as you were thinking about it. Man, they're saying Frank Clark makes more than Patrick Mahomes this year. I believe it. I believe it. T- 25.8 million. Yep, because Mahomes. Uh, Pat, Patrick's, Patrick's 24.8. Yeah, don't forget and Mahomes. What I was looking up was Chris Jones, the yeah. 21. That's a chunk. Yeah. And don't forget Mahomes was coming off his rookie deal. Oh, and he signed that extension, which kicks in next year. And that extension is pricey. Oh, and um, they're they're not going to be able to keep everybody. Man, this they was got ni- best. 19 going to Honey Badger. They got 15-8 going to Tyreek. Yep. Um, an in- injured, aging left tackle at 15 million. Kelsey's getting 13. I mean, geez, they got 10.6 into Anthony Hitchens, who couldn't start for the Cowboys. Yeah. So, again, the, the window is closing. I think Mahomes is good enough to carry them to at least the, ch- the championship game next year. But I think – the window's closing. And this shows just how great Tom Brady's career is and how smart he has been. I'll tell you, depth at, is huge and they're going to run out. Yep. And these contracts. At, I don't think at any point in Brady's career has he ever been the highest paid player. He does, he, that's not his thing. No, it's not his thing. thing. And he was, he was always smart about it is I'll take money. Don't get me wrong. I still want my money, but I don't need the massive money. Now, part of that is Giselle. Part of that is just Brady being smart about things. Yeah. But he had that money spread out across the team to get mm-hmm. other pieces. And Absolutely. He, and that's a allowed them to be as successful as they have been. So speaking of Tom Brady and the Bucks, they have some issues too when it comes to free agency. Well, like uh, Levante David, Shaq Barrett, Chris Godwin. Uh, pay I Shaq think, Barrett, you can fix the other two. Yeah, the, yeah, but think about <laughs> it. You know that's going to be teams that's going to throw a lot of money at Shaq Barrett. Hey, you, we got Tom Brady. We're the defending yeah. Super Bowl champions. Let's run it back. You can, we'll sign a two, three-year deal. You can get out on the backside and make more money before you get old. Yeah, and, and I, look what Mike Evans said. And yeah, I, but that's Mike Evans. Though. Well, no, I mean, but not everybody's in Mike Evans' position. But hey, if I'm Shaq Barrett, I already have my Super Bowl. I have a chance to. I could potentially, possibly, close to 100 million. Let me ask you something. Mike, Mike Evans is the biggest man in the secondary at any given moment, and he tiptoed out of the sidelines on a crossing route in the first quarter. I don't know if you recall that. Now, maybe there was an angle I didn't see that he knew it was over. Maybe he knew that. Maybe he saw something I didn't. <laughs> it was just really weird to me to see a guy tower over somebody. 
can just go doop 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 out of the sideline real quick. I I even brought it up to my <laughs> friends. I was like, hey man, that's weird to me. He's like a giant. But then again, okay, so Evans is big. How much additional yardage does he think he can get in, in that situation? That's what I'm thinking. Maybe there's an angle where there was a safety or a linebacker somewhere I didn't see. Like I said, it just looked funny to me. It looked uncharacteristic of him. Well, and, you know, and that knee injury that he had at the end of the season looked bad. Now they say that it, it was fine. I called it when it happened. It looked like Wendell Davis when it when it happened. Now they said he you know he just hyperextended it and he'll be fine. It it may not be as as fine as they say it is. And I don't. Well, it's not Wendell Davis bad, but we'll it's pay fine. attention in the off season see if we hear something. Yeah, about that. I'm sure it'll be scoped or something. So. If you were Tampa Bay, you had to choose. Would you rather keep Evans or keep Chris Godwin? Godwin. Because I don't think they're going to keep both. Godwin. You keep, you keep Godwin because they got they got that Scotty cat. I I don't know if Godwin is as necessary as Mike Evans, but Mike Evans is probably going to ask for more money than he's worth. I don't know. Well, he he said that um he he's able to restructure his contract to keep whoever that we they need to. He said that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he said that today. That's a, that's some old school shit right there. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what I was saying. But, you know, and and he he flat out said that Props. he would take less money Props to stay to there and run it back. And, and that's what I'm saying is look for that to not necessarily be the norm, but not be the only one that does that. Telling you, you know, if I could, if I could stay in the champion, if I could stay in deep in the playoffs every year, I'd give you a couple million back to keep somebody. And, and, and think about it. Okay. So if I'm Mike Evans, maybe not Shaq, Bear, <laughs> maybe not, you know, Devonte David, but if I'm Mike, Evans, I have a face that people know, especially mm-hmm. there in Tampa and the surrounding areas. I take two or $3 million less annually, you know, contract. Okay fine i'll make that up in endorsements yeah why am i going to go to the raiders make more money and be irrelevant and i can stay in tampa where i am loved and make that money back anyway i so, think tampa's but, tampa's problems are much less than the kansas city problem oh yeah i mean well it the, depends the pressure's mounting in kansas city now right but i'm thinking on on the defensive side it's like because i'm looking right now at the free agents that's out so let's say if shaq barrett levante david decide hey you know what there, i'm out of here i'm going there have been a lot of successful linebackers that have come in right out of the draft recently. It's not It's not impossible for them to find somebody who can play the part right. enough for them to be successful. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to use the same argument you said about, about my Jaguar, the Trevor Lawrence, but there's no guarantee. So that, that means no, that the that means with the linebackers, that's home. completely different. Linebackers are completely... They're the quarterbacks of the defense. It's the same thing, especially... They don't, they don't the touch the ball every play. play. They also they make the ball a fraction play. less. A fraction less. They don't touch the ball every play that's it's not a fair comparison you can't I, well obviously i disagree it's not a I fair comparison it's like Bowden. comparing a, it's like comparing a point guard to russell westbrook <laughs> i see what you did there i see what you did there but okay so yeah so the contracts in tampa and and B, bj hit on this and i think uh, i think it's worth repeating the contracts in tampa only need to be short term they know that their quarterback the guy that just led them to their super bowl is not going to be there for so if I'm Devonte David, if I'm Shaq Barrett, if I'm Mike Evans, whomever, if I'm up for you know a, a renegotiation of a contract, I'm signing a, a two plus one or a three plus one deal tops because do, I am do I, another one deal. Yeah, like, like do like one plus one, like yeah, some, something like that. Because I know if I stick around long enough with Tom Brady, I can make up that money somewhere else. I'm seeing with Tom Brady to not only get another ring potentially, but also to make more money down the road. I'm telling you what's what's scary about this Bucks team is like. Believing is very powerful. Yes. But knowing is deadly. Now they know what they can do to expect this. There's a very good chance that they go like 12 and four. Well, they uh, were 11 and five. Yeah, 12, 13 and three. Like they could lose two or three games next year. It wouldn't surprise me. 
The, you know, the and, Saints are in trouble. The 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 Panthers yeah. are in flux, and yeah. the um, the Atlanta Falcons are falling apart. Like they're talking <laughs> about trading. They're talking about trading Julio. They're heading yeah, for Browns that. territory. Yeah, and I you know I, I would not Old be surprised. If, territory, excuse me. I, I would not be surprised if Tampa wins uh, the table in the division next year. Oh, they will. Yeah, I, and I, and I, so I, and, and Dorian, you you, had, you made a point on 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 Facebook earlier uh, to yesterday or today. My days are blending together. Um, about about Brady. You know, I don't think he's the best athlete of all time. You know, the the best Best athletes do not run a 5240. He's the best However, quarterback ever. He is the best leader to ever yeah. step on any sports arena ever. I agree. But no, oh, but I think he's the best quarterback because his arm strength is in a, is a higher above average arm strength. His ability to read defense is top yeah. notch. Well, like and, he's he's the best quarterback ever. And I don't I'm not I wasn't a big fan of the guy. I didn't really trust him when he was a Belichick cuz I think Belichick's a snake, but <laughs> I don't know if Bruce Arians is doing what Belichick would be accused of doing or has been accused of doing. No. And he still did it. Yeah. And so I, I 100% agree with that. He, he is the best cerebral quarterback ever. And he has the talent. He doesn't have the rocket arm or the, you know, of Manning or the build of Favre, the, but he doesn't need he, to have them. The shit he threw Randy Moss, dude, he, him and, he was throwing bombs to Randy Moss. And, and don't get me wrong, that, that laser that he threw to Gronk, I mean, that <laughs> thing was a frozen rope. And that, that ball he stuck into Antonio Brown on yeah. the honey badger. Yeah. That, yeah. He, he launched that. Bitch. Yeah. But like it I said, he's a seven yard pass. But there's about yeah. 60 miles an hour but he, he's not he's not the best athlete and let, we can we can debate that if you want but i don't think he's the best athlete but pure athlete but best at his position in his sport mm-hmm. i don't think there'll ever be another one there's only one player in my lifetime who's won more, as many championships in any sport as tom brady you guys want to guess who's won as many championships as brady guy in hockey nope You're well, Gretzky's robert only Rory. Won four. robert Rory, Rory, big, big shot, shot bob, bob. <laughs> big shot bob has won seven flash <laughs> medic over there <laughs> But that, that I mean, is a Robert I mean, Norris I mean, story. You count Bill Russell? I mean, Bill Russell. Well, won I said in our lifetime. In our, our lifetime. lifetime. Oh, our, our lifetime. lifetime. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. But yeah, Thanks I so think, uh, yeah, Russell, I think, won eight or nine. But yeah, Brady Brady just has this knack to will people to win. And you could see it in that first quarter. And ironically, that's the first ever first quarter that he's ever led after at a Super Bowl. Been the 10 of them. Yeah. It's the first time he's ever led after the first quarter. But he, yeah. they had two drives, got one first down, three and out, got a first down on the second drive, and then punted it away. Kansas City comes down, kicks a field goal. You see other quarterbacks kind of falter. Their team's kind of like try to push. Brady calmed everyone down. And as soon as the KC got that field goal, merged them down, championship type drive, got a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And there's something to be said with, with a quarterback that can go, okay, guys, we got this. We play your game. We do what we know how to do. And we're fine. As compared to a team like Buffalo two weeks ago, fourth and one first quarter, they go for it. Now, again, I don't, I didn't have a problem with it, but that right there shows that Buffalo, they had to throw everything they had at them. They, mm-hmm. they knew that they didn't have the bullets in the gun to, to hang with Kansas City. They were they just had to throw everything. Tampa. I disagree. I disagree with that thought process too because they had the bullets in the gun. They could have done it. Like they have the they have the talent, good wide receivers, solid running backs, tight end positions not so great. But Josh Allen makes up for a lot of that with his crazy Brett Farvishness. Yeah, but I I, I don't know. It's like comparing a, a Ferrari yeah, to a Fiat. But I don't think Josh Allen's in the same class as Brady, and not even just from an athletic standpoint. I think from a cerebral, from a leadership standpoint, Allen is not there. And there are very few that are there. He was playing in like serious high school football for college. He's just learning this. I really, I'd like to see him in a couple more years. I'd like to see him mature. Like he's gotten better every year. So, I mean, it's been fun to watch is what I'm saying. They pull a guy out of Wyoming and now he's like maturing in front of Rise, making these crazy plays. Kind of has a Brett Farvish feel. Like he'll sling it. He'll run it. He doesn't care. Yeah. The thing thing about the Farv comparison that people always forget is that Farv 
definitely is one category you don't ever want to leave. Most career interceptions. Yeah, but he got a Super Bowl, and he has a great winning percentage. Like, he would throw it and then come out there and throw two touchdowns. Brad Johnson has a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl. Don't you dare, don't you dare do that to Brad. Don't you dare do that to Brad. Don't you dare, Scotty Mitchell, Jeff Blake. Don't you dare, Charlie Bass. You just sit over there. Sit over there with your shady quarterback. Talk about Brad Farm. You just you just butt hurt because he violated that stadium. He, sh- he shut the old one down and shit the new one. <laughs> hey, um, I want to bring something to you guys' attention real quick. So I was um I was watching ESPN and they were saying that they think that the Bucks should trade for Sam Darnold and have him sit for two years under Brady. What are they going to trade? Like what? ESPN, capital- this is what we don't do. ESPN yeah. just says shit to get on the internet. Just want to get a pig. <laughs> okay, so okay, so a couple of things real quick. So first of all, uh, when when it's a website, you get paid by number of people that click on your article. Um, so like Stephen A. Smith stop gets clicking on this shit. Yeah, yeah stop Every, clicking on listen, the clickbait. No, everybody, no, stop clicking on, on this shit. No, um, it was on the, the bankruptcy. Oh, it was on some random. Some bullshit TV show like Get Up or something like no anything that comes out of Dan Orlovsky's mouth needs to just stop. So yeah, okay. So, but, but as far as the logic of it, what did you guys think? Yeah, I mean, does it make no, sense? No, no. He hasn't proven that he's that. Like he could just. Donald is broken. Donald is broken. Hurt his soul. Yeah, but you don't think that maybe uh, two years under Brady, Brady can you know sink some knowledge. What to what to release uh, to release another Matt Castle on us to no. release another Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Is that, is that what we need? Because that's what that's what he does okay. to release another Matt Flynn upon us. Here, here's what. Okay, so the the intent behind that, I understand. You need an exit strategy. Brady is not going to play forever. I get what they're coming from. Whatever ESPN hard on they have for Sam Donald, I don't understand <laughs> it. But they're right. The, he, the Tampa needs an exit strategy. That's fine. There's a draft here in a couple months, so you pick up somebody you know that that you can mold that you think is going to be it's good. It's not going to cost you. It's not going to cost you a second mm-hmm. round pick because yes. the Jets overvalue their garbage. Yeah. <laughs> so you can pick up somebody in the third or fourth round, whether it's uh, Kevin Mould or Mond from A&M, whether it's um, Felipe oh, Franks. Going to draft? Kevin Mond from Texas A&M? I, I believe he declared. I like so, him. So you, people. Yeah, there, there are quarterbacks out there that can be yeah. molded. And yes, the idea that you sit somebody behind Brady um, and you use him as, as a teacher, I, again, the concept works the implementation of i'm going to bring in a piece of trash and he's going to mold that pile of shit into you know some epic work of art is just not this is no. turning into a jim rome situation and adam's going to have a jim ever moment <laughs> <laughs> Sam that was be like, classic. who's yeah, the I'm... motherfucker that was talking shit <laughs> I remember that, but, but okay so here, here's the deal Jim Everett, Jim, Jim Everett was yeah. never caught on camera seeing Ghost. I mean, <laughs> say whatever you want, but Donald, when when he said that, whether it was mic'd up or not, whether ESPN got I trouble or not, I can't follow you. You are not a leader anymore. Yeah, you're, you're a lead, done. A, lead, a leader would keep that shit to themselves. Yeah, so the people under him would not think he was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what leader. If even if they saw something, be like, I can't let anybody know this shit. No, like, um, no, you got to come up with something. <laughs> yeah, something. What happened? Oh, I sneezed. My eyes fluttered for a minute. I'm all right. I'm good. So yeah, I mean. Oh man. 
So, uh, so is it is it uh, unanimous to say that the Bucks are going to repeat next year? What do you guys think? I don't know about that. It's tall order to repeat in this league. I mean, the, the last person to do it is the one that we're doing it. Now, ironically, to hold on to your coordinators too. And so yeah. that's the thing. So I, I know Dorian, you talked about about the coordinators for Tampa. So mm-hmm. Leftwich should be up for for head coaching jobs. I think he's earned it. Bowles, I I think he's better as a defensive coordinator. I think Bowles, some people just one of those guys is just a great as a yeah. coordinator. You know, and, and, and they're just, he just excels at it. And I think he, yeah. he needs to stay there. Leftwich, I, I don't, I, I haven't seen him try it. And I would like to see him, tr- you know, be an offensive coordinator without having another offensive coordinator on the field. But I could see him getting offers. But I think, but all of the uh, positions are filled, right? Do you think, do you think, doesn't mean that somebody Aaron's... can't fire him. Jerry still may or may not be in love with McCarthy. So, I mean, do we, do we think Bruce Arians keeps so much diversity on his staff because he's pretty sure he can keep him around? I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's like a conspiracy thing it was kind of like a shitty joke i don't think it i don't think it's in the forethought of his mind right no i don't think so either but, but it just sucks that being to me and left which like you haven't really heard anything about him and then well, Bull, i i understand the bowls thing he had his shot didn't go quite right and he's done quite well as a defensive coordinator but the enemy thing like yeah. a, a, a dui arrest or something like that back in 98 97 yeah i mean come on there, there there's a linebacker coach for kansas city that's got a dui and put two little kids in the hospital he still has a job Brett, is it Brett Reed? Or Brett Reed, Brett yep. Reed or something like that? Yeah. He's had a tough time with his kids, man. I don't like talking about Andy Reed's kids. I mean, that, He's that... had a shitty time with his kids. Like, but, I mean, this is terrible. Because, I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. How many times has most people had two or three drinks and drove home? Well, I can say a none over here. Well, so. good for you. Good for you. Good for you, too. <laughs> I stayed in Lake County. It's pretty common. So, like, <laughs> well, and, and here's the I thing don't, also. I don't, I don't drink anymore. So, like, you <laughs> well, know. Not, not only did he have two or three drinks, but he had two or three drinks with his Adderall. Ooh, yeah. So, it's he, prescribed Adderall? Yeah. Oh, well, then it works differently for him. Yeah. It's so, not speed. It's yeah. not speed for him. Mm. If his brain needs it, it's because it's something different i don't know the science behind it but it's an upper for normal people and it's a it's kind of a yeah you know it, a don't, for you know I, I don't want i don't want to turn this into a you know healthcare podcast because that could be its own little thing so yeah. if you are prescribed adderall it, it is for a good reason and you, and you need it however there is yeah. a reason why they tell you no alcohol with this because it just ups how it hits your bloodstream so i mean it's like having it's like adding alcohol to gatorade it's just going to just jack you up and that's why you're not supposed to do it now getting back to what we were talking about before we completely go off the rails so like we do like we always do but left which <laughs> again left which would probably come up in, in some conversations i so, i would not be upset if he didn't get a, in a position because there is a natural out with him there is a can you do this without tom Brady? and that's a valid point because last year uh james winston put up some nice yards uh, james winston put up some nice yards now the, the question with james would, is pretty nice yeah will, will it always be were you not molded to be able to read the defense or could you just not see them because your eyes were jacked up. Jimbo Fisher told him, fuck it, and he never got it out of a system. Just throw it down there. All your receivers are 6'4 and up. Just throw it down the sideline. Do, 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 uh, what's his name? Carr. That guy was 6'6". Six, six. And also, those first um, Freeman. Kelvin Freeman, right? No, Kelvin Benjamin. I'm sorry. Kelvin Benjamin, yeah. They're all giants. He had huge receivers at FSU. That's not how it works in the NFL. They're yeah. not all giants. And, well, you know, is there a more <laughs> overrated coach in college than Jimbo Fisher? Mm. Well, I'm a Gator fan, so I'd have to say absolutely not. There's, there's more <laughs> overrated Fisher. Except I mean, for maybe and this isn't even a personal dig but your uh boy over your left shoulder there Uh-oh. oh yeah oh <laughs> he might be the most overrated coach period but uh, jimbo is great great recruiter better recruiter than Hallbar, so that you got that but all of the talent that 
they would bring in a Florida State. And I'll tell you, I watched those games with a Florida State fan, all those Jimbo Fisher games, every one of them, most of them, I'd say, at least 80 year with this guy. And he goes, why do we come out and throw the ball down the field for a whole first half, throw interceptions all over the place, and then play catch up the rest of the second half? It just the, the game plan is ridiculous. They would just go downfield, downfield, regardless of the consequences. You know, no matter who's down there or how Jameis is throwing it, they just kept going downfield. And then it's like, you had Devontae Freeman. Who was before him? Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson. And then you had Cam Akers, I think. Didn't he get a year, Jimbo? Yeah, he did. Then, I think. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you had backs. What are we doing? What are we yeah. doing? Mix up the offense a little bit. Don't well, you put yourself in such a deficit. You're throwing interceptions. You're looking like an idiot. And then you set up for these amazing comeback games that were absolutely fun to watch. <laughs> but it just made no sense. Like, I, that's why the, the overrated coaching thing, I fully agree with. Like, I just don't see any adjustments. No, like, hey, this isn't working for us, guys. We got these running backs back here. Let's use it. And they had... They had O'Leary. Dude, he had one great year, and then they just phased his ass out. I never understood that. Nick O'Leary, like, man. Joe like his grandfather. Oof, man, he was awesome. That one year, and then they phased him out. I can yeah. never figure that out. But and that's and it's not even in-game adjustments. It's game over game over game adjustments. You know, and, and I go back to, you know, the Andy Reid, Eric Bainham from the Super Bowl. It's one thing to say, okay, you know what? This is what got us here. We've played 19 games like this. We can figure this out. It's another go, like, hey, look, dude, this didn't work against Jacksonville state why the hell do we think it's going to work against clemson you know we've seen what jimbo has done at texas a&m the same thing that every other coach does at texas a&m they gobble up cupcakes go high in the rankings play alabama get the face stomped in and finish top 20 top 25 yeah. it happens every oh, single Aggies. year yeah but i mean it, it happens every oh, single Aggies. year maybe, maybe that's where brian would love for choose to go maybe he needs to go to, to texas a&m you know I'll, I'll, why don't maybe he should go to college you think you think he'd be a good college coach i think he'd be a great college coach i I think Leftwich would be a great college coach because if, if anybody understands the college game, it is Leftwich because I mean not only is he young, yeah, we'll he he understands I feel like it's two different people. Oh, college and, and NFL coaches just two different people. Oh yeah, and I don't know maybe he's hanging out for the NFL job. He's more comfortable there. Like Pete, Pete Carroll's the the rare crossover that works. Like who's the other crossover that works? Jimmy, you can Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. That was a no salary cap area though. Let's put an asterisk on that. What about Barry Switzer? Yeah. Does he count? Or no, he just, no, doesn't count. No, he no. John Gruden that Super Bowl. Yeah. I was gonna say that's Jimmy's. That's Jimmy's uh, fourth one, the third one. Excuse me, two point five. Yeah, I'm trying to think of of any coach that went from the college game to the pro game and was successful. And yeah, Carroll's probably the only one that I can think of. That I mean, okay, so Harbaugh he had a shit, he had a shit run his first time too. Yeah, so Har, Har, Harbaugh did go from college to the pros and then go to the Super Bowl. So do we count that? Man, I, I want to, but it was horrible after that. Talk about no adjustments. Well, no, and, and, you're talking the, about ugly after that. Well, and. And we, we've talked about that, that his style just rubs off on people. And that's why Harbaugh, you know, he probably does need to wake up with Michigan, but he is better suited for the college game where you have new faces coming into that locker room every year. Doesn't he have enough money to like go fishing or something? Yeah, I, but I think guys like him, guys like Saban, guys like Bobby Bowden, they, whoa, they don't know whoa, anything else. Whoa, you just put him in there with winners. <laughs> but be like, but they, they don't know anything else other than coaching. I mean, their entire life is football now Bowden did get out of that later on in his career when he just was was the CEO of, of the team which is what a head coach should be but Saban I fear for that man I fear if that man ever does retire, he'll he'll be like Bear Bryant. That's what happened to Bobby. Sequen- That's what happened to Bobby. But Bobby's still living. Look look what happened to Paterno. They ran Paterno out of there for a valid reason, and he was dead six months later because he didn't have anything else that brought him joy. Bobby Bob's still alive. Bobby Bob's still alive, dude. He had COVID. <laughs> he did. Don't tell anybody I didn't know that. I live in Florida. 
Yeah, Bowden had COVID. Sorry to anybody who knows Bobby. Well, BJ, you're going to love this one, though. Bobby had COVID and and said that he wanted to be alive long enough to vote for Trump. Not going there today. Not going there. The Super Bowl is the end of end of the football season. You're not going to piss me off. Like that. <laughs> so, but yeah, There's anything you know, any level, any achievement level in life, you cannot fix stupid. It doesn't matter what your accomplishments are, mm-hmm. degrees or qualifications. If you're an idiot, you're just a fucking idiot. But going going back to the Super Bowl and and the, and the Brady stuff. So I saw a stat today that I was just un, just blown away by. So of the active quarterbacks that have not retired yet, so that includes Roethlisberger. That includes Breeze, even. So of the active quarterbacks, there have been 15 Super Bowl championships won. Seven of them are by Tom Brady. Just the level of excellence that he brings, like him or not, like his politics or not, like how what he does in the field, the man just knows how to win. Watch. Eli Manning's going to be on the team next year in the AFC. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 Jacksonville, I know you guys want Lawrence all two to him for a year. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh-uh. Shit, Eli. Eli's going to a team with talent if he comes back. <laughs> no, he's not coming back, man. No, Especially no, after the Dorian. year he had before he retired. No. Dorian, that was a battleship shot right at you. You didn't even switch. Uh, no, I'm not paying you any attention to it because I know what you're trying to do. Oh, we. No, I'm, uh, I am in. I am hopeful that my Jaguars are going to do the right thing in the draft. Oh, no. No, this was a segue for you to talk about this horse shit. <laughs> yeah, this no, that's, yeah. Speaking of that. Did you like the uh, photo that I sent uh, on Facebook today? Yeah, Tom? no, we got a we got a quarterback. I mean, y'all are in the market. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing about it is, is uh, Jerry Jones going to give him a deal? He's going to just franchise. He has to. Him. Well, okay, he has to sign him. Whether he, tried I, wa- to I looked at the franchise not. tag numbers. Ooh, this year's bad. The year after that's going to be the contract he wanted anyway. Yeah, and so guess think about think about how the franchise tag works. So they they take the top five at your position, and, and you take the yeah the average of that. Well, that top five now includes Mahomes deal. <laughs> yeah. It, so I, it's, I think it's like Mahomes, it's um, Rogers. Um, I want to say it's Carr. And I forget the, the other the other two that are the top five. And you just take the average of that and that's what you get paid this year. Jerry is not doing that. Especially, and BJ, you're right. Especially knowing that next year, if, if Dak plays like he did last year, Jerry's just screwing himself. You understand yeah. if he signed him to a contract, I'm pretty sure the first two years are going to be less than that last year. Yeah. And, and, and Jerry's always got that Jack the, the joker up his sleeve that contract restructuring he does where he pays it to him in a signing bonus and so the salary cap number is lower yeah so essentially what they would do they would they would um, sign the contract and probably guarantee the money but guarantee it to pay next year or the year after once the salary cap comes back up after COVID. I just wouldn't be surprised. Like I'm surprised that more teams don't restructure. I don't hear about it much other than the Cowboys restructuring contracts to get salary cap back, paying out the bonus to players. To He did that to Romo like two or three times. Well, and I kept Tyron re- Smith around though. I, I, yeah. I really feel as if most general managers, especially in the NFL, NBA and Major League Baseball, they, they do this. I don't think they understand the salary cap as well as they claim they do. Now, I'm not, I'm not an expert. Don't get me wrong. And there, there was all kinds of nuances with the salary cap that the, the common person just doesn't understand and I'm included in that. But there's other things that you can do to kind of get around how the cap is, is going to hit your team. And I, I, I sent you guys the picture the other day, just the amount of 
dead money these teams are paying. You know, and it's not a coincidence that the teams that pay the less amount of dead money are the ones that make the playoffs. That's that can be misleading though, because older players that are at the end of their contract that got traded away or something like that doesn't that hang around on the salary cap for a while? It, it hangs around to the life of their contract. Yeah. So I mean, so but okay, so like like the Kirk Cousins deal, for example. Let's just kind of take that. Uh, they horrible deal, but great for Kirk Cousins. Most of his money was guaranteed, but he got a lot of his up front. So if they cut him, that money's not dead because they've already paid it. Going back to back to your Cowboys, if you backload it and then you trade them, you still have to pay them. So hmm. it's you know there there is there is some liability in there. That explains my Madden salary cap being all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somehow, somehow my salary cap and Madden, I'm over forty. Why? Do, why do I have twenty four point six million dollars in dead money? What is that? Well, thank you, Adam. You just explained it to me. <laughs> you know, that's gotta, what I do. It, I gotta wait for a linebacker to die so I can get my money back. <laughs> Hey, just just but, put uh, just put Billy Banks out there and you'll be fine. <laughs> but like I, but like you were saying, uh, BJ, um, yeah, the Cowboys they don't have a choice but to resign Dak because I'm looking at the no. choices of free agents and quarterbacks. There are no choices after him. It's Jacoby Brissett. It's yeah. draft it if draft him or trade for Aaron Rodgers or pay Dak. Those are your three choices. Right. You're either gonna draft one, pay Dak, or trade for Aaron Rodgers. And now, Aaron Rodgers ain't going anywhere. And what what I could what I could see them doing is I don't think they're going to do this, but I could see them drafting a quarterback in the first or second round. Okay. you have him on his rookie deal, sign Dak to a franchise tag this year to so you get him in keep him in the door. You bring that quarterback in, and then next year when Dak's asking for his 35, 40 million a year, you say, Nope, we've got you know Kyle Trask in the back. Now, I'm not saying that's a smart move. I'm just saying I could see them doing that. Maybe Jerry's talking to Andrew Luck. You brought that up last week, and I, you know, I know we blew it off, but I. I, I don't see luck coming out. Oliver Luck uh, works for the Cowboys. His father worked for the Cowboys for years. But if he comes back, isn't he still like with the Yeah, Colts or he might be because of his contract. They might have his rights yeah. or something. They still have his rights because there was something about a, a tweet that came out or some type of message. I, I shared that to you. It was supposed yeah. to be some Facebook messages between his wife and somebody else talking about Andrew being on the phone with Jim. Okay. And you know and I know that anybody can make that shit. I, I'm going to say this right now here at Sandlot Sports. We do not take social media to be fact right <laughs> it is funny to start discussions though it's it's great they're great talking points yes. but if your source of facts is twitter or facebook or instagram unless it's from the celebrity themselves and you can show it yeah just stop right <laughs> stop it back to the temple bucks so the bucks have a three-headed monster at tight end but it seems as if oj howard may be the odd man out gronk's Should not sticking around much longer yeah but they never used oj howard properly anyways they might as well just let him go find somebody that likes him i know dorian's begging him to go up north <laughs> dorian is like the hoover vacuum of free agents he just <laughs> he just wants to suck them all into jacksonville and then spit okay. out the ones that don't work it's pretty much, i think dorian's like playing jacksonville on all pro not even all madden he's just like signing everybody everything's going good like yeah I, I will say this. I took the salary cap off on Madden. So I yeah. can get... <laughs> free, free agency is not the way to build your team anymore. It costs too much money. Um, you build through the um, the middle part of free agency. Like the, be- the best teams let that first wave go and then get the players they want out of the next wave of free agency with the lower contracts. Well, and, and that, that's where you get the most bang for your buck. So you're, you're high-end yes, players. Exactly. You're good, you got to pay through the nose on. And in a hard cap league, you, if you're all of your money is tied up in one or two positions, you're not going to be able to fill across the board we saw that with the chiefs because they invested all of their money in their top and their starting lineup when 
somebody got hurt, they were screwed. And yeah. that's not how you build a team. The Patriots, I know we keep going back to them. But it was always next man up with them because everyone was kind of about the same pay grade. Yeah. Yes, you had your Brady's. Yes, you know Edelman made his money. Um, McCourty, McCourtney made his money. But they didn't make astronomical money where it hamstrung well, you to fill in the different hole. The one that sticks out to me was like when Indomitian Sue was coming out of Detroit, I wanted him to come to Dallas. I was like, oh, come on, because at least you won't be able to hit Tony Romo then. Like, <laughs> you know, so like, that'd, that'd be great. So, but then looking back on it, man, that 117 105 million dollar contract he he got in miami he's, he's never been worth that and i i mean that with all, all the utmost respect if he ever uses <laughs> but like um no i'm just he never lived up to that contract and that would have been an albatross for the cowboys it would have hurt it would have been a boat anchor it would have stopped us from developing stopped us from being able to keep players around to, to let them develop a little bit he's yeah. great by the way too yeah, it was a, a one-year deal. Yeah, he signed a one-year yeah, deal with Tampa. Deal. But um, I think he's coming back, though. I think they'll take him back. Man, if I were that team, I would just do my best to look at myself and be like, look, I've been in the league for 10 years. Like a Dominican Sioux, 10, 11 years? Yeah, or something like 34. that. 34. So, so like, years left. you know, I mean, maybe I'd lose a million here to be a legend. I'm, I'm looking at the uh, free agent for 2021, and um, there's some – like some quality uh grades across the board. Look, they were Judon, the outside linebacker of Baltimore, Leonard Williams from the Giants, Melvin Ingram. Uh, you know, we, we haven't really talked about the officiating. That's kind of like the that's the elephant in the room this weekend. Yeah. That pass interference call, Mike Evans on Brashad Breland, when Brashad Breland had no hands on him at all and they yeah. just touched ankles while that's incidental contact. That's in the rules. I could not believe that was called pass interference. That was such a clutch moment for that to be called. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Now I, I was surprised they didn't call that it was that the ball wasn't, wasn't catchable. Right. Now it's, it's a judgment call because, Hey, how is it catchable with the guys being tackled? But I thought he was overthrown anyways. That's fine. And you're probably right. Even if Mike could have touched the ball, I'm allowed to run with you. There was no motion. Like he was trying to sweep his foot. They were just running and their feet got caught up. Mm -hmm. I've seen that before. It's been called incidental contact. And now there with the guy's hands are out like this. Cause he's falling. He didn't even touch him. And now you want to call pass. So let me let me ask you this then. Okay, so whether that call was pass interference or not, we could probably debate it. And you're probably closer to to right. Is it a bad call because it's pass interference, or is it a bad call because it's a forty yard penalty? If it had been defensive holding, it would have been such a big deal because of the five yards. That's my point. The the pass interference call and the forty yard penalty that was a killer, especially when the Chiefs defense was at a tipping point. They made a couple stops. It wasn't they were you know kind of had a bandage on the bleeding, but then you know after that. That, that seemed like the mental breakdown started with Honey Badger and a bunch of the other guys. But also, they, too, they I, cracked Chris Jones in the first quarter. Oh yeah, I don't know what. Oh, yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on, but they cracked. They got in his head early and often. Yeah, Jensen, <laughs> Jensen yeah. was Brady was smiling about that shit too. <laughs> That's what it was. But I was gonna say Brady has a knack. He's smart. He it seems if he knows okay, the chances of me throwing it down and a pass interference penalty arises is 60-40. So I'm gonna take the shot. It's like he. He knows when the right times to yeah. make those. I was thinking that too passes, during the game. Bro. 
I was well, thinking and, the same thing during the game. Like, and that's the, no. that's the thing with Brady. If you look at just the stat numbers, he was, what, 20 of 29 for 200 yards, give or take, a couple touchdowns, mm-hmm. you know, three touchdowns. You know, solid numbers, but not, you know, over and over and above. But that's always his stat line. He's always mm-hmm. very efficient. He knows when to pick his spots. He knows, okay, it's third and seven. I know this receiver is going to break him into eight yards. He's got to get the ball right now. You're in, mm-hmm. Dorian, you're right. He knows He knows the, the defensive back to pick on. Right. You know, wh- whether or not he's in your head, he knows. I want to know why did he decide it was Tyron Matthew, one of the best in the league? Like, what I, did they get that personal where he was just like, you know what? Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you, the thing about Tyron Matthew is that he's a great safety, but you're putting him to cover Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown still, is one still of great, the greatest still great ball skills. route runners that ever played wide receiver. Might, might be the best ball skills in the defensive backfield in the NFL. So, and like, the route uh, was perfect, though. Yeah, it was. And the throw was perfect. Right. He threw that so far down the ground, like nobody was getting about Antonio Brown. And that's am I, Brady... hating, am I hating that I think he didn't really deserve all this? Okay, am Ooh. I hating? Are you hating that that Brady didn't really deserve the MVP? No, the AB didn't deserve to be in the Super Bowl. I don't think Look, he does. But Tom Brady saw something in him that everyone else talent wins out. Talent Ooh. will always win so, out. So he is a little crazy and no. No, he's a lot crazy. Okay, yeah. I just didn't no, like that. But okay, but, so look yeah, look at yeah. look at Josh Gordon. There's no reason on the in the world that man should be on his fifth chance within the NFL. But he is. Okay. I was surprised he said five. I was waiting for like seven, right? Yeah, well, I <laughs> I think he finally got his one year suspension. A B. There is no reason why he should be there, but talent wins out. Michael Vick, no reason why that man should have been in jail for two years out of jail and ha- and, and is an NFL starting quarterback. But he was because he had the talent talent always wins Tim Tebow the reason why he's not he wasn't a starting quarterback other than that one year because he didn't have the talent to do it had he had the talent had he had even a Kirk Cousins level of talent where he could just win the games with his arm they they I'm probably but not just for this you're gonna just <laughs> but okay, the from, from from the Gator fans. Yeah, well, <laughs> you'll talk about TV. How dare you <laughs> talk about our savior son like that? <laughs> He's but, got direct descended DNA bloodline from Jesus himself. <laughs> <laughs> but the they teams will overlook the circus that you bring if you have the talent. And I'm a Cowboys that, fan. I, yeah, that that not, is on on one hundred percent. I think that is why Kaepernick doesn't have a job now because he brings a circus. You know, it's a great cause that he stood up for. I must say he brings but, a good circus. But we'll take the wife beating circus. We'll take the throwing the girlfriend on AK circus. Yeah, because mm-hmm. talent wins out. It sucks. It's stupid. But it's the way that league runs. I mean, in in, in, in in the Kaepernick situation, I think it's I think a lot deeper than talent. It's just a matter of he disrupted a lot of things in the NFL to where those owners were not happy at all. And I can name 15 quarterbacks that Colin Kaepernick is better than. Oh, but you know not enough not enough to outweigh the circus. No, absolutely. That, that I do agree. That because I, agree. It, I mean, there were there were 30 GMs that did not want Michael Vick when he came when he got out of jail. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like he kind of makes demands at everything he does too, though, doesn't he? Like he's making demands at the NFL workout, and he's made demands about appearances. Like so, yeah. And, and the that, circus is the circus is one thing. That borderline on like devilish behavior. And and that that right there is the difference between Kaepernick and Vic. When Vic got out of jail, like I said, there were 29, 30 GMs that said, "I don't want to touch him. I don't want to deal with it," and that, rightfully so. But he signed a very minuscule deal with I want to say it was was Phil. 
really was the, mm-hmm. it was like a three million dollar like one year three million dollar deal which is still a crap ton of money but mm-hmm. compared to everything you know it was it was low the market value of a starting quarterback was yeah a backup quarterback it was it was very low yeah but Kaepernick he's like I still want I want starting quarterback money I he wanted 20 25 million he wanted 20 million to go play in the American Football League yeah like you're not that yeah. good so I'm sorry he's not he needs a certain kind of offense to be successful he's definitely a system quarterback uh, yeah if, do, I'm, if I'm not if I remember correctly the last year he was in he's turning the ball over like crazy there was a reason why he was a backup quarterback when he uh, first took a knee because he, yeah. he he yeah. lost it he backed up Glenn Gabbard that yeah. says a lot mm. <laughs> Super Super Bowl, Bowl winning, Super Bowl winning, just drafted by Jacksonville Jaguar, Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, he went yeah, across. Yeah, we his, dropped his ass. He went across. Yeah, dropped, dropped his ass into a Super Bowl. Hey, that's why. That's why. <laughs> hey, he, he dropped hey, his ass. Hey, it, it, was, it, it, I think Blake Bortles was playing better than Blaine. By Gabbert. the way, two of your quarterbacks were in the Super Bowl last night. Chad Henney was there too. Oh yeah, that's right. He was. I like <laughs> Chad. Y'all suck. I like Chad. But everything's turning around. Trust me. I feel. I feel. I feel well, good. Again, you can't go further back if you go further back. Exactly. You're the Browns or the Lions. I can see clearly now my common sense is gone. <laughs> but yes, yes. Jack Jacksonville knows how to draft talent. Blaine, they, you know, they drafted Blaine Garbert. They drafted Leonard Fournette. He won a Super Bowl. They yeah. drafted you know, Byron Leftwich. He won a Super Bowl. Where's where's Miles Jack gonna be? Oh Miles Jack should be here shortly. That that but yeah, because you guys me. draft him and ship him out. You're, you're worse yeah. than the team in the 90s. And Jack pay him in Florida. We don't pay people around. Are you fucking crazy? Ship them out of here. <laughs> Send them to one of them blue states. <laughs> I can totally see him doing that. But check it. So the the Miami Dolphins, if the Miami Dolphins, I was I was talking to someone, we were talking about if the Miami Dolphins, if they're able to get their hands on Deshaun Watson, would they be the favorite to win the AFC? No. Favorite to win maybe the AFC East, but not, yeah. not, the, not the conference. No, absolutely not. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not I'm not saying they beat the Bills. Really? Well, okay. So here here's the deal. They may not beat the Bills head to head, but with the schedule they would have and the schedule the Bills would have, I think overall they'd they'd have more win more games. Who are these receivers that'll be catching passes from Deshaun Watson? Are they any better than Texas receivers they have now? No. Yeah. <laughs> the, Bill, the Bills aren't in the AFC South either. Um, okay, so if, if if Miami is somehow able to pull off drafting imagine. Watson, um, the fairy dust, whatever. Okay, and Devontae let's say Parker. Yeah, let, let's say they draft a wide receiver. Okay, not out of the realm of impossibilities. They're gonna beat the Jets twice they're going to beat the patriots twice that's four wins right there i believe that they're going to have a third second place schedule or a third place schedule um so of course they, they would play the second I, place across the board I must, I must need to watch the dolphins more missing all this good football or something i mean hey, i mean their defense is solid they're, that that defense beat the rams themselves i mean in two was two was first game he was awful and i, I remember like uh, where, all the commentators the court where's the rams quarterback now? he's up in detroit now so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that game. That game was so bad. They said, "Ship that guy out of here." But what what I thought was so funny about that game is that you had all the commentators on Fox and ESPN and everywhere else were like, "Well, Tua looked great." No, he didn't. He looked like shit. He had like a, less than a hundred yards. The defense they, was awesome. He looked like a National League fucking middle relief pitcher. That's what he was. Tua was a middle relief pitcher. They got to bring the closer in there. Fucking fifty. 
it's magic coming in there slinging rockets. Was it Tua running for his life too, like Pat Mahomes? Why? Why do we have a closer in football? The Dolphins had a full time closer for like six weeks. What are we doing? Fitz Quarterback's not well, confident. Man. Then yeah. leave it. Then Tua is not ready to go. Fitz is. Yeah. I'm sorry, you can't do that with a quarterback. I agree. Imagine if, imagine if your company just kept switching CEOs every week. It, it, it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah, like who? You're gonna get different directives. You're gonna get like it's just gonna be a, a and, headache. And and we just talked about that that the quarterback position you know is more than just can you make the throw downfield it's can you lead the team again that's why brady has been so successful he can lead the team he can take those those other 10 players on that offense and go guys this is what we're doing i can get you there and bj was right he's probably an amazing father brady he might be an amazing father i mean if you can keep a b and gronk on the same team i mean holy (laughs) shit you got the bad you got the bad kid and the stupid kid all in the same place I'm going to get my ass whooped by one of these athletes. If they ever stumble across this shit late night, like by accident, please don't hashtag this with their name. The thing about it is, Grunk type person where he'll be like, yo, I don't know if you were like taking a shot at me. Just don't do it again, okay? AB's going to be like, son, like, who's BJ Mo? Son, like, I didn't see this guy. Son, like, where is he? Right where now? is he, son? <laughs> And on top of that, they're in Tampa. We're in Orlando. World. He's probably going to show up like, uh, what's his name? In Demolition Man. What's uh, Wesley Snipes? Oh, what's Wesley Snipes' Snipes. character name in that movie? Oh, They're probably show up oh. like Simon oh, Phoenix, gosh. wasn't it? Simon Phoenix. Yeah, He's going to walk in there like Simon Phoenix. Be like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> I'm about to get those work boots to the top of my forehead. <laughs> exactly. Hey, y'all was saying a lot of sports and shit. Hey. Uh, who wants to know? <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm talking shit the whole time too. I'm getting my money's worth. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's gonna pay for these teeth. <laughs> so, oh. so guys, I, I I have a really stupid question. Um, football's over. What the hell are we gonna talk about? I don't know, man. I'll try to watch baseball, but I can't make any promises. That's a lot of dead time. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, but here's the thing. I got to touch the ADHD. So I'm be sitting here watching baseball, and then like my phone will ring, or I'll get a notification. I'll look down at that, and baseball is just not strong enough to bring me back. Well, and and I think that's part of the problem, and it's not just you bj i think it's it's a broader question it, baseball I, i've been to a, a few baseball games i was uh, i saw a cubs game and i went to a couple rays games they are great when you're there but watching on tv it is not a tv product and no, it no. is no way shape or form is it a tv product as it, much as almost, espn and fox try to push it, it it just it doesn't work the personality of baseball announcers is it's tough for me to swallow like i don't know if it's just a different breed of people i they just put me to sleep like with tim mccarver well because in here in, in here Here's the problem. So, okay, you've got football and basketball. They're their own thing, okay? There's always action going on. So whether it's Mike Breen or Gus Johnson or somebody, they're always describing the game to you of what's going on in the game. There might be a story, you know, Al Michaels will do his random story here or there, but it's always related to the what's going on on the field. With baseball, there's so much downtime that you got Tim McCarver or Joe Morgan when he was doing the games. You got you got these guys that will be telling stories about the, about the batter that's up. And by the time the story's done, it's the next inning. Because yeah, there's yeah. no action going on, and yeah. and while I, you know, I do follow baseball, I do like the concept of baseball. I love the stats because I'm a dork. Um, it, it's it's baseball is what got me interested in stats. 
Yeah. When I was younger, my great grandfather used to watch Dodgers games, and I couldn't figure out what a Ruben was. What's mm-hmm. an RB? So I had to look it up. And What's a Ruben? Uh, the beginning of it. <laughs> yeah. What is that? So the the idea and and baseball themselves have have embraced the analytics. I think a little too much, but it, it's great to discuss and talk about. I cannot sit there and watch and fully focus on a nine inning game. I can watch a nine inning game. I've got to have my phone on me or my tablet or something because it's, I follow it. I follow it on Facebook. And if I start getting crazy updates about a no hitter or something, I'll tune in. Yeah. I mean, but like other, other than that, it's just, it's hard for me. I like the Dodgers, but there's 162 games. Yeah, and, like, and, I'll just catch it. I'll catch the last 10 when it matters. And and that that's kind of part of the problem with baseball as well, not to get completely off, off track, but that is who we are. So in football and in the NFL, 16 games, every game is, has some crucial. type of importance. Fucking crucial. And in college football, every game matters. I know there's a playoff, but every game is a playoff game. In mm-hmm. basketball, it's 82 games. Pretty much after the All-Star game. After yeah. the All-Star game, though, it's like it's time to pay attention. It, it, it's it's all on. Game. Hockey's the same way. And baseball, you know, game 45 five you know some random day game who cares base baseball is the nascar of sports see what i did there i see what you did there <laughs> yeah <laughs> so to be at the door um, but i mean the, and the, what did you say there was yeah. <laughs> bj gonna get his ass beat by his neighbor <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there, there, there's basketball. I'm gonna get hit in the head with a Jack Daniels bottle. For sure. <laughs> so I mean, there, there, there's, there's the, there's NBA, and why they're trying to have an All Star game and, and the NBA. BJ, get back to your point. It doesn't money, start to, green, It's, it's green all folks. money. It's all money. So you, you know, want to be safe. You want to keep all these players safe, but you want to add, add another uh, situation where people are coming in from all over the country to one central area. Yeah, and until all just, one location. Yeah, all one location. All and location. you don't think there's a bunch of morons that are going to hop on planes and just go to that city for fun? I. And from what I've read, it sounds like if if they do have it, it sounds like they're going to try to have it. But if they do have it, Giannis doesn't isn't going to play. LeBron's LeBron. not going to play. AD's not going to play. And I think that might cause them to go. You know what? Maybe this isn't the best of ideas. Right. But here, here's the thing: they better figure that out before they make their decision. Because if they make outside, the decision and those guys don't play, it's going to be embarrassing. Outside dunk contest, outside three point contest, outside skills contest, and a call to weekend. Hey, I, I'll tell you what. I, during during the quarantine when there was nothing on TV and you know there was no new TV shows, no new sports, no new anything, and we were all kind of stuck inside going, "What the hell we're we gonna do?" And I'm like, "Dr, I just want to go play PlayStation." Uh, my wife actually got into the horse contest that ESPN had, and I was like, "It it the equestrian stuff?" No, no. The when when Mike Conley and the NBA players were doing horse because yeah. like we've got to have oh. content, so they were doing horse from their yard from their backyard. Do something like that if you want to do an All Star game. Do something right. like that. That's crazy. Um, they were able to catch your wife with that though isn't yeah. that cool yeah and she was like i just she she can't nowhere. watch a basketball game but she could love that i mean it was great some of those guys make some really ridiculous shots man. oh yeah i mean you, you had Connolly, you know he'd be like okay i'm gonna do this one left-handed and the other guy would be like no jerk <laughs> you jerk because <laughs> appa- apparently i didn't know this but uh mike Connolly's ambidextrous so <laughs> i didn't i didn't even develop anything with my left hand dory until i was like stop okay <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't gonna go there, Adam. Jeez. Adam Jeez. Like, no, no, Le- no, no, no. The left hand's the stranger, anyway. <laughs> yep, you, you started it. This is what you get, you sons of bitches. Yeah, well, I don't want to participate in this. We can keep going. We got no. about we got about twenty minutes to fill. What you want? All right. All right. <laughs> how, how do you want this to end? How do you want this to end? 
<laughs> we, we may have just done it so <laughs> <laughs> but um i was gonna ask um do, does anyone watch uh, college basketball oh i, I i'm I, a syracuse I, fan it's all i got for syracuse <laughs> are you guys garbage. are you guys like even playing this year i mean i had i, I catch a game here or there but i haven't seen syracuse really do anything know. they're in the city of new york the state of new york i'm not sure what they're doing or what they're allowed to do dude um, like what happened like I'm looking at Kentucky. Well, Kentucky started off horrible. Duke, North Carolina, like the powerhouses, they're not doing well this year at all. And you got the Iowas, Illinois, like they're the ones that's in the top, I think top 10. But like all like the the Kentucky, Duke, North Carolinas, they're not even ranked. I bet you once all those boys get up and running on that tournament, they'll steamroll all those Iowas and whatnot. Well, that's the thing. Duke may not even make the tournament. Kentucky may not even make the tournament. Hold on a second. I'm trying to figure out whether or not to cry hard or soft right now. Well, you can cry laughing. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do cry laughing. Uh, yeah, yeah, cry laughing. That's the one. Yeah. I can't wait till the book comes out in Shusheski. <laughs> the one he doesn't authorize. That's what I want. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The unauthorized biography. I don't want that biography that you said, yeah, that sounds good. Sounds like a legacy. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't want to chalk this up to the COVID year because everyone's gone through COVID. I think it's more just who can who can handle the restrictions better. You know, like even, even the top teams, you know, they're shut down. Michigan has been shut down. I think they're going to start back up on Valentine's Day, ironically. Baylor's been shut down. Baylor's number two in the nation and and they're they're shut down for another couple games um but you got got a team like kansas who's out of the top 25 for the first time in forever i think since mario chambers was there damn Mm. Uh, 2000 what 2008 something like that yeah something like that i know he hit that three-pointer in derrick rose's face when they played memphis i remember in 2003 keen war slung that three-pointer into the bleachers to secure Syracuse's victory over Kansas yep. for the national championship. Yeah. But see, and, and, it was and, Kirk Heinrich, right? He shot the three, which it would have went in if sure. he would have got it off. We'll never know, though, because go-go gadget arms got Kirk it. Heinrich was Well, see, and, and, and here's here's my problem with college basketball. You know, we, we all talk about We all kind of watch it. To me, the six reg- timeouts at the end of the half? Well, there's that. But regu- <laughs> regular season college basketball is a lot like foreplay, where it's enjoyable, it's fun, but it's not what we come for. We come for the tournament i like the matchups though i like the cross the cross um conference matches the matchups though like early in the early in the season the big boys will go play another big boy take that loss early and then regain their way into the ring yeah and 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 that's that's, the things i like about college basketball mm -hmm. that's something that they do they they do those those cross cross conference tournaments where it's like the the acc and big 10 challenge the sec and big 12 those are fine but once you kind of get into the conference play it's like i I kind of bullshit but maybe now i was a big east guy i'm pointing at you i'm a Big East guy and Adam, those conference <laughs> games were awesome. Every one of them, from like man, from when I was a kid till till they broke up the Big East, awesome. Uh, Seton Hall, mm-hmm. Villanova, no matter what they were ranked, you could get screwed going in there. That Big East tournament was amazing. Well, okay, that's the point though. The Big East tournament was amazing. No, the, no, the, the conference games, the conference games. I mean, sometimes we played UConn twice. That would be nuts. A home and away with UConn, and then um, Georgetown. That Georgetown game broke attendance records four years in a row. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, because. You guys were clean in a in a dome. Uh, so, build, build a fucking dome. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I don't know that that Big East conference. Maybe it's just my childhood, and that's what it is. But like, the, there were some serious games that came out of there. Like well, unranked teams that would knock no, down top ten teams. Players too. A six six overtime game with Syracuse and UConn. My yep. dad and I watched that from Johnny like, Flynn tipped off at like seven. 
seven till one. Yeah. Eric Devendorf and all those guys, Paul Harris. It was so, it was so fun. But uh, I guess my, my thing uh, with college basketball, especially, you know, you talked about going, going back to our childhood. When we were growing up, players were there for two or three years. Yes, you did have some that would come out early, but most of the time they were there for two or three years. You would get right. to know the yeah. players and you'd get to know their styles. You know, I, I want to say the only two that actually came out that I remember were Vince Carter and, and Antoine Jameson. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone else kind of stayed. So you had players like a John Wallace at Syracuse that could, you know, could lead their team far. You had players um, like a Jamal uh, Crawford or, Jim, you know, at, at Kentucky that you got to know and that stayed there in Christian Leitner at Duke. You don't have that anymore. If the, if they're there, the good players are gone. Syracuse kept that only because they don't get the same level of recruits that Duke and North Carolina do. But we still, there's usually guys that hang around for about three years of Syracuse. And, so and I, I, I'm just saying we might be a special, an outlier right no, now. No, no, no. I, I, but I think, but th- th- thankfully, we're still like that. I like that. I think I think we're on to something. So Dorian had a, had a good point, but this year's funky. This year's a weird, crazy COVID year. It, is there a reason for that? And the and the reason might be kind of what we've just touched on. So the teams that are that are still highly ranked, the you know Ohio State, Michigan, Gonzaga, Baylor. These these teams they did they don't recruit the one and done players. They you know they they have players that are homegrown. Gonzaga every year there's juniors and seniors on that team that, that have come up to the ranks. You know Baylor's kind of the same way recently michigan definitely i mean even with john Jawan howard getting players in there he's gotten mature players in there could it be that the one and done players just would you know fuck it i don't want to play this year because it's covid year i don't know that's that could be possible because you, you know, you're right K- kentucky Duke, north carolina all these blue bloods kansas even all these traditional powerhouse teams have been crap yeah. is it is it just a weird kind of circumstance or is it because hey look the players that you were getting that were elevating you that were there for a year and then bolt for the nba they're either not there or they don't want to play or whatever right, right and that's why i think that uh gonzaga has been they're consistently good because they get the like three star <laughs> four star athletes and they get the transfers yeah. from smaller yeah. schools and Mark Few coaches the hell out of them. And next thing you know it, they're like beating Duke and they're beating the likes of Kentucky that has the Blue Bloods because, like you said before, Adam, they get those players that Mike Suchess is like, eh, let me think about it. Mark Few is like, hey, come with me. I'll, I'll develop you. I'll get you ready for, if not the NBA, but at least playing overseas. Yeah. And I, feel like, I feel like Cuse is suffering because of uh, the uncertainty around Bayheim. He's been kind of one foot in and one foot out ever since he's in that car accident. And and that's a, that's a very valid reason. I mean, you, you take a take a coach like like a Mark Fuhr or a Brad Stevens. Mm-hmm. I'd put them up against the the Roy Williams, the um, Shostakovichs any day of the week. Same talent, Absolutely. and you, you know, I'll take I'll take yours and beat you. You know, I like you said. They can take they can take the players and and put them in a system and put them in a position that works. Now, is that I recruit the certain players that I know work in my system because Gonzaga's got the same system they've had for past twenty years. Literally, since we were in high school, they've been running the same system and they've just now been getting better players because they've been in the tournament every year. Or is it, hey, look, we you know I kind of change how I do things because I saw like Butler, Butler for example, you know they had that two year run where they had Hayward and Mac and you know somebody else what they did and I still say that they they should have beaten Duke and that shot by Hayward missed it by like a half an inch um yeah. and the these schools that keep the 
the guys around for their junior and senior years, I will always root for them because I think they will always. That's college basketball. That's college basketball. I don't like this stuff now. I don't. I I don't like the idea of kids getting a hold of money at eighteen years old like that. I don't think it's good for most of them. Maybe and, and maybe they need to do the age requirement at 20, 21. 20 is fair, I guess. And then maybe their curriculum has to be adjusted. They're not going to be rocket scientists. If they can be open to the, the school's regular curriculum if that's what they choose to do. But maybe they need to be put in more like financial and economic classes. Well, stuff I, to make sure they can be functioning human beings yeah. with this well, money. But okay, let, let's let that that that's an interesting topic. So I don't think that it should be specific to athletes. Hey, look, you've got to be in finance. Oh, economics. No, I think that should be required economics. for every, anyone that attends college. Yeah. I think your freshman or sophomore year, you need to attend. This is how you are, how you are a functional human being from a financial perspective. I'm just right. saying these, these, these guys can be better prepared for life if they spent two years in college. Absolutely. And, but and on the if those side, two years, if those two years were focused on them growing as people, like I'm saying with the, the financial education, and other things, you know, like just curriculum. They're yeah, different students. They're different students. Yeah, I, I can see that. But then on the flip side too, it's like if you could go into the military when you're 18, why can't you play professional sport when you're 18? Well, okay, and and I, I know I know I brought this up now a couple of weeks ago that I the the rule that Major League Baseball has, I think I think should be kind of universal. And heaven help me if the NCAA actually grows a brain and it does something that makes sense. So <laughs> Major League Baseball, they said that if you come out of if you come out of high school, if if a team wants you and you were drafted. You can come straight out of high school, go through, go to that team, go through the minor leagues and, and go up. I believe Chris Bryant did it as, you know, for the Cubs. But if he, if a team doesn't want you coming out of high school and you choose to go to college, you have to remain in college for three years. And I, like I, th- that. And I think that's the best of, bo- best of both worlds because it still allows you to have your LeBron James, your Kevin Garnett's, mm-hmm. your, your Kevin Durant's without – like like Kevin Garnett – Kevin Durant is an interesting example because to me, he wasted a scholarship. You, there, there was a guy that could have gone to Texas, gotten a degree at Texas, gotten a scholarship mm-hmm. to get a degree at Texas, but he couldn't because Kevin Durant went there for a semester. So why are you taking away an opportunity for someone else, for someone who's who's only there for a cup of coffee? Yeah, and, and all he learned in Texas was how to Twitter battle. So <laughs> if if you're good enough to come out of high school and go play professional, go for it, absolutely. But if you're not, or if teams don't think you're you're mentally ready, then you have to go to college. You have to go to college for three years, you know, and it becomes like the NFL, that like you you know you get to know these players in college, and it there is a certain level of maturity that you get by just by having to work now it doesn't it's not a guarantee we, how many knuckleheads have we seen coming from college football to the to the nfl but to me you just get a different level of maturity level uh, of for the players oh i agree I, so, physical maturity also oh yeah you know uh, that's why i really like it in football because an 18 year old is not ready to deal with a 24 year old man who's been lifting weights for three years more than he has yeah yeah. Um, kind of the same in basketball. Yeah, like, I mean, I, look at Kevin I, Durant, for example. Yeah, I mean, he's a rare breed just because of his size. He was able to overcome his weight. They never put him in the post. But had they put him in the post as a kid, he would have been exposed pretty easily. Yeah, right. I think I think there's a handful of NBA players coming out of high school or played one year of college basketball. You could have said, okay, that person could have went straight out of high school into the NBA. Like me what? personally, I think that Zion w- Williamson could have went out of high school into the NBA. What do you I, think I do the, what's the number one argument for wanting to come out early? Are, are the, is it because they're scared they're going to get injured? Do you think that's it or is it something else? The, the number one argument for them for why they don't want players to come out early 
is because the NCAA couldn't control no, it. Why the guys want to come out? Why the, why the players want to come out? Why the players want to come out early? Because it's a guaranteed paycheck. Maybe. I mean, if, I mean, if I'm in if I'm in high school for and, a couple of years, or you can spend a couple of years in college basketball and have one of the best coaches around teach you. These guys don't last care. Six or seven years. Yeah, I'm I, uh, you. Okay. And like Zion's might might be a different a different animal. Guys, but guys like Kyrie, they don't care. If, yeah, if, you don't think he could benefit from a couple of years of college? Oh, I like, know he, he could have. But if you uh, had given him, if you had given Kyrie the choice, say, hey, hey, Ky- Kyrie, you're you graduate high school. You can either go to Duke under Sashevsky for two years and learn your craft and and be a, be a phenomenon at Duke, or you can go to the NBA and get a guaranteed hundred million dollars, you know, uh, on your rookie deal. What do you think he's going to do? What do you think you would do? Uh, and plus, also too, you, you got to take into a lot of these their their family situations. You got a lot of these guys coming from single parent homes, and they're thinking, and they're having like, for example, who was it? I think it was it was a uh, I think it was Chris Weber when Chris Weber got in trouble with the uh, with, with taking uh, Billy Martin things or Ed Martin. Yeah, with Billy Martin, like his thing was like he was like, yeah, I know I'm going to the NBA, but I don't want my mom to lose her house. And Billy Martin was like, don't I'll take care of it. Just keep playing ball. And <laughs> unfortunately, it was unfortunate that they you know they they lost um, yeah, they, their banners something like that but still it's like the, the point is a lot of these young uh players they're thinking hey i gotta get out of this situation and they're gonna always take the dollar even if they have to go overseas like brandon jennings yeah. he went to europe because he was like yo i could go play at arizona but i gotta get my mom a house so he went played in spain and then got drafted. and and, and the chris weber example is, is an interesting interesting case so if i'm chris weber and i you know i'm a, I'm a sophomore in college i could probably go pro now or i can come back from my junior year okay if my mom's about to lose her house and this guy's gonna say hey give me money what's the downside and i mean that in all seriousness yes he was banned from the university of michigan for several years do you think he cared no. he got, yeah yeah he no. got hundreds of millions of dollars from the nba what's the point reggie bush is another example. Yeah, he can't go back to USC. So? It hurts the school. Yeah. These guys don't care. No. They haven't really had a solid basketball team since, though, have they? They've had a couple make a run. Well, they, they, they've they had they've had two um, championship games that they played. Mm-hmm. Um, they, there was the, the spike B-line. over game. Yeah, B-line got him to, got him to two. Um, there was yeah. a spike over game where he took over the first half and then wore out because he wasn't a, a starter. Um, and then they played a couple years ago against Villanova, um, and that team was just insane. I believe they beat Syracuse on the way to one of them. Yeah, it was. I believe it was the year they they the played first one. Uh, Villain, uh, Louisville. You know, it, it was. It's so funny because, like I said, Albright had the the massive game against Louisville, at least the massive half, and the game against Villanova. That was the game that Delavadova, not Delavadova, um, Divinchinsko, whatever his name is, um, yeah. made a oh, name for himself. That was the only reason the guy was. Yeah. yeah. Only reason that guy was drafted was that game. But he balled out. I'm still sad about the Big East being broken up. Yeah. Yeah, I miss those games, man. They, they they were some good games, especially Syracuse and Georgetown. I I would look forward to that game since I was a kid because back in the '90s it would be you you had you know Allen Iverson going up against or Syracuse at the time. I think they had like I think they had Lawrence Moten, Todd Bergen, John Wallace that that core, and yeah, th- there were some right. good games, man. Lawrence Moten was a hell of a guard, man. Yeah, he, man, he could play the hell out of the defense, man. He got drafted by the Grizzlies, I think. And like, but it was the other games too, like Seton Hall versus Villanova, and yeah. some really good, really good basketball growing up. I watched Big East games that Syracuse wasn't playing. I used to watch all the Big East games. It was just good basketball. And yeah, the Syracuse thing, Syracuse thing, is so funny to me because like the whole world's like play man, and, and Syracuse is like, no, 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 <laughs> no. We're just gonna. I'm gonna find a bunch of long people. 
people. And we're gonna just like make you not score in the paint. Exactly. You make like, us to go to shoot your way out of it. Shoot your way out of it. So many teams, man. But the that was the funny thing is, is they come out banging in the first half, but you know what that three point percentage does? It always breaks even. Well, it always fixes itself. And it's I guess it's gonna come back down to about forty five percent. That that's my question mm-hmm. though. So I mean, the Syracuse has has run the zone since Beeline has been there, and it's been been effective. But now with more teams focusing on the three pointer, does that mm-hmm. kind of get them out of that? What he what he started doing was uh, he'd make his whole team six six with seven foot wingspan, and so your guy in the baseline can now kind of he doesn't have to sag down the paint so much mm-hmm. because he can yeah. cover more territory, yeah. and that's what he's doing. He's looking for bigger guards. If you notice. You can probably look on their roster now. I bet you their point guards are six five. That's how he's fixed that, or attempted to fix that through recruiting. I don't know if it applies so much because some of the best Syracuse hasn't had a three point shooter since uh, Andy Robbins left. Yeah, so that's been five years now, maybe longer, six seven years now. Yeah, about, about, about seven years. Yeah, nobody can hit it. Well, that's and that kills that kills them. And that's in like Michigan. That was their they, offense. Yeah, and, and this year Michigan doesn't have a three point shooter like at all. I've watched a couple of their games, and they'll make a, a few threes here or there. Livers is, is good from three occasionally. They're, Howard, the way he's got the, that team running, it's all ball movement. Dickinson and uh, Wagner, I mean, it's it's all up and down, move the ball, move the ball. And that team is scary. And Howard's got the pedigree. So I got a question for you guys. So for AK, you're a Michigan guy. So you tell me your all-time favorite player from Michigan. And BJ, you tell me your all-time favorite player from Syracuse. All-time favorite player from Michigan has got to be Weber. Weber? Man, I'm not doing mellow because the one-and-done thing. That's too easy. That's low-hanging fruit. <laughs> That's low-hanging fruit. Man, you're going to laugh at me. It's a tie between two guys. I can't. I won't be able to separate them, so don't tell me to. Jerry McNamara and Eric Devendorf. Eric Clark, Devendorf. Does they remind okay. you of you? Huh? Well, <laughs> Eric, Eric Devendorf, I swear, he I like him. He would he would shoot in your face, mm-hmm. in your bench, like he, he, he didn't care. he didn't care. And Jerry McNamara, dude, holy crap, he had the monster shots, monster yeah. shots for Syracuse. And, and see, that's then like, yeah, right? He's coaching. He's he's an assistant coach. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and, and with Michigan, Glenn Rice is probably the best player that, that we've had. Like, guess he he was the one that that got got them the title in '89. Um, mm-hmm. and he was he I believe he was most most outstanding player that that year. But Weber, I he think, was, was the most talented player that they've ever had come through that system. I have a lot of favorite Syracuse players. It's hard for me to narrow them down. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, surprised. I'm just thinking of lists right now, like Quest Dwayne. I don't know if you guys remember yeah. Quest Dwayne. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he was just a, he was just like Bo Outlaw. Yeah, all over the place, rebounds, block. Shots, he had a better shot, though. He can he, uh, he can hit three when he's open, though. Yeah, but he was just over the place. Like yeah. Quest was everywhere, and his, you know, he had a brother, Dwayne Dwayne, too. One, one yeah, of my earliest memories of, of watching college basketball in a not a Michigan game was watching John Wallace take on the entire Kentucky uh, team what? in the championship game. I remember what? that. And I remember that. I, I really think had he not fouled out, they would have won. John he, Wallace was yeah. an amazing college basketball player. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. excellent. He was awesome. I, I I wish he could have put it together in the NBA. He was still a solid, okay player, but like, yeah, he was awesome, awesome college basketball. I gotta say, what what stick out to me with, with Michigan, um, a player I like was uh, I like Track the Trailer because he, he reminded me a lot of uh, of uh, Putney from man uh, back home. Man, he was like uh, a big guy. He can move around. It was like you couldn't get around Track the Trailer once he boxed you out. And he did. He did that one. I bet, that drop. I bet up. you Goop. I bet you Goop had a better shot than Robert Trailer. Yeah, yeah. Goop was, Goop Goop was frustrating because he rebounded yeah. and then wind up at the three point line and hit that shot. And it's like, why you just dominate everywhere 
Oh, it's because right. you're built like a grown man. That's why. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Man. He's like, we're all and kids. Is, like he had, and, and Goop could pass too for a big guy. Man, he was smooth. That's what's so frustrating about him. He's just like, you're doing things you shouldn't be able to do. You wouldn't expect, exactly. anyways. So, like, track the trailer, Maurice Taylor. Um, I like Jamal Crawford because I saw flashes of Jamal Crawford where he would just do the behind the back and stuff. Your favorite and, college basketball team must be a Florida team because we aren't talking about yours. Well, uh, <laughs> let, let's see. The best Miami Hurricane <laughs> basketball player. Oh, no, 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 no. Not basketball, college basketball. Actually, actually, the two, my, my two favorite teams. I want that fence cut you have. Florida Gators, <laughs> basketball. Screw <laughs> And the other one was North Carolina. I like the uh, I like North Carolina a lot. Like my you like North the Carolina, Yankees too? Uh, player was uh, no. Nah, yeah, I'm see, I'm just talking about you being a I'm calling. I'm calling bullshit because you cannot like a a college football team and a oh. separate college basketball team. Look, well, I, I call bullshit, bullshit on your bullshit. I moved down here. I moved down here, and Syracuse played in the Sugar Bowl game. It was fucking downhill from that point on. <laughs> That's not fair. I picked up the Gators for football season, so I call bullshit on your bullshit. It's absolutely okay. Well, but- <laughs> it was painful. It was painful after McNabb left for like three years of Pasqualoni there. It was absolutely terrible. So just you fucking call me out over there. That's not very. That's not nice. Because I don't fuck exactly, with the Gators in college basketball. My, exactly. Well, I've well, well, the Gators always with my team college basketball. Um, probably because I, I used to go to their basketball camp too. Like when they had Lon Kruger as their uh coach way back in the 90s so but um i would say my favorite player from north carolina would probably be vince carter because he's from florida i represent all florida players no matter what apparently you represent all florida teams (laughs) apparently you you got miami football miami football gator basketball how does that work yes at least my teams aren't rivals no (laughs) i mean i mean Outside of football, is Florida and Miami really rivals in basketball? I mean, I don't think they go have drinks together. No, no. I mean, I mean, Florida, Florida. Their basketball team is always the top. Well, in, you in you'd have to have success against that person to be a rival. So no, Miami would not right. be Florida's rival. As yeah, the guy so, with exactly. a Michigan football on one shoulder and Ohio State football on the other, I can tell you the definition of rivalry <laughs> is when the games are close and you have a chance of winning. <laughs> I'll tell you what, when Syracuse exactly. went to the ACC, when Syracuse went to the ACC, I said they're going to be a pain in the ass for Duke. And everybody's like, nah, nah Duke, that, that zone's a pain in the ass for Duke. It, well, not, and, it might yeah, not yeah. be for North Carolina. It might not be for Boston College. It does something to Duke. Well, and, and Duke has gotten away from what, what made them successful. When when they mm-hmm. were doing those championship runs, they would always have somebody inside, but they would just surround them with three-point shooters. I mean, exactly. they're, 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 again, they're going back to the Butler game, when they had Shire out there just draining threes they don't have that anymore and guess he's gone now gone down to the one and done i'm just gonna get all these guys and they just they don't shoot as well as they used to they're they're slashers they're playmakers but they're not shooters your shooters are the ones that stay for two three four years when you're duke you know you're in trouble when tyus jones is your highest three-point shooter yeah. In percentage, that's when you know you're in trouble. Yeah, so. I knew we were in trouble when uh, Buddy Beheim showed up on campus, and uh, I didn't see him hit a three pointer for four games. I was like, "Oh, coach's son, you're garbage." Typical, you know, and not <laughs> not to sound like a homer, but I watched that UCF Duke game a couple of years ago when when Zion and Cam Reddish were there. UCF mm-hmm. should have beat them. Yeah, I mean, I, my personal opinion, I think that I think it, I think that was a game to where they called a BS call on on UCF. It, it was a foul on um. 
on Taco that that they called on him, and it wasn't really a foul. And that's when he got his fifth foul. And that's when I think Zion when he shot the free throw. Does your basketball um, stadium yeah. feel like it's gonna fall apart too? No, it, it's new, but it, it doesn't it doesn't bounce like the other one, like the football stadium okay, does. Well. That's good. That's good. You got one solid. Yeah, I thought I was going to lose my life you know, with the big game. I've know, seen uh, videos of it. I have not been there, but I'm watching these kids go up and down like foot. Like, like oh, oh, what are we doing, guys? Hey, I, I will say this. One stadium sponsored by a cable company, one stadium sponsored by a bank. Which stadium do you think is more secure? The bank. <laughs> the bank knows liability. Cable company knows shit about liability. <laughs> Uh, it's, young. Like, it's like they it's like they made the football stadium for like south koreans or something and then a bunch of american fat asses showed up and were like no this ain't gonna cut it let's make it shake <laughs> well and and what, what people forget about that is yes no one knew that the stadium was going to shake like that for the first game also apparently mm-hmm. no one knew that in florida it's hot so they the water fountain mm-hmm. didn't work on the during the first game oh shit what color are those bleachers? They're like very, very bright, bright gray. So you talk about talk about heat. They should, they should just paint them black and call it good. Fuck it, burn them up. <laughs> sit down, your ass is on fire. They can't, they can't sit. They gotta stand, and they stand. It shakes. Let's take it, take it down. <laughs> but yeah, after the first game, when they almost beat Texas and should have beat Texas, they were like, you know, the president came down and went, um, we've got to get this fixed because we had people that were complaining that the water fountains didn't work. And that you, you can't do that in Florida. Like, no, people, people, people will die. Yeah, we'll die. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's not like Florida with the PTA pays for um, water fountains or anything. So, I mean, that's beside the point. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Like speaking of water fountains, dude, let's say if I'm playing basketball at LA Fitness or or sometimes in a gym or whatever, it's like I have this thing where like I have to be the first person to get water because Oh, I'd be fucking with you. Yeah, I, I know you would. I, you, you, you would be the best. <laughs> I, 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 I would notice that first. I would notice that. I would dive in front of you and grab the mouth spit out and be like, ah just like, yeah, like put my hands on it and then drink out of it. And then walk away and be like, you better find some alcohol. <laughs> and that's the reason why when I go yeah. to drink, I have bottled water because it's always that one person where they go and they drink the water and shit. Like they have French to like, get real close to it. It's like, bro, yeah. like it's going to sprout up. Like you don't have to put your face in it. Man, never mind, dude. Let me go get my bottled water, bro. <laughs> but I always have to be the first one to get water. Cause I don't like anybody that's going before me. Cause I think they're gonna have their face in the shit. So like you, yeah, you know that people thing. drink from those fountains before you arrive at the court, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah but like, out of sight, out of mind. In, I don't have to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to see it. Denial is not just a river. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nobody used this. They've been open for eight hours. Nobody used this. <laughs> nobody drinks water. Just me. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, so out of sight in my. I, but thing is, bro, I've always been that way. Even even in middle school, like, I will. Always yeah, I've have seen to... I've seen kids in school put their whole mouth over the spigot, all the oh, way yeah. to the bottom, like right. deep throat, deep throat the water fountain. And you're like, <laughs> I'm like, who taught you that? This is why we go to schools because of people like you, you dumb bastard. <laughs> Like crap, <laughs> jeez. I, I, it, it wasn't one kid. There were a few. There's. I've seen that a couple times in my school career. Now, is, is that a byproduct of them being young, or them a byproduct of being them being from Lake County? Uh, don't why you said yeah. if, <laughs> I mean, we don't have a lot of listeners, but like we might have that one. <laughs> 
you you know it's always at the end of the show. I don't, that's, that, I don't think that's when you're I don't think coming. deep throat and water fountains <laughs> is the Lake County tradition. We'll leave that right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't go any farther than that. How is yeah. your wife gonna listen to this podcast, Adam? She she refuses to listen because she's like, I, I can't deal with sports for two hours. So but we we that's do good. have listeners. I that's I, good to I, know. Yes, I can tell you I we do that. have listeners because I've I've been actually getting that. feedback from some of them. So they have do they, exist. Have they figured out that we're have they figured out we're stupid yet? Yeah, oh yes. They knew that when I said hey, <laughs> okay. look, I've got a podcast. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that as long as they know. <laughs> I don't want it to be a secret and then I'll sneak up on him one day. <laughs> what are they talking about? All the time. All the time. Something I don't fucking understand. <laughs> so yeah, Dorian, you're right. I think, you know, the, the the last 10 minutes of our podcast, normally we just go off the rails because I think we're, we're old and we're tired and it's almost 11 o'clock. So all I, three of our blood sugars dipping. Yeah, pretty much. So. <laughs> I haven't eaten in three hours. I got to chew on something. <laughs> Me, so, I have like fucking buttload of dishes. Uh, you have fun with that. I got, yeah. I, I got to get up at four o'clock in the morning for an early meeting with our people in Australia. So y'all have fun with that. Yeah, no, I had to, uh, Damn, I had bro. to mute your conversation to my alarm the other night. I was like, no, stop. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I gotta go to sleep. <laughs> so, oh, I, I think with that, gentlemen, I think we're we're done for the night. Um, this has been another fun episode of Sandlot Sports. Want more Sandlot Sports? Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports Twenty Twenty.